All right, so we so I thought we would um, just kind of talk a little bit about the movie in general, and then um, I want to talk about your podcast and the the film you're doing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then we have uh, evidently we have like a ton of questions. Okay. That we want to get through too. Yeah, cool. No worries. So, and what is the name of your podcast again? Yeah, so the name of the podcast is called uh, Trial by Stone. So, um, it it's just a podcast that is pretty much centric to the um to the Dark Crystal, and it's a podcast that I started um uh, back last year around August. Um, I I kind of started off as just doing it for fun. But also because um, I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts, podcasts, and really enjoy listening to them. Um, I think one of my favorites would be uh, Rebel Force Radio. Um, have you ever heard of like what kind of podcasts do you listen to? Like I listen to too many. What do you listen to, <laughs> Julia? I'm the opposite. I don't listen to that many. I listen to Welcome to Night Vale, and that's about it. Ah, uh, that's not even like a podcast. That's like a radio show. I know. Show. I know. I'm. I used to listen to a lot more. I don't anymore. I have a lot that people have recommended to me that I should probably start. Yeah. There was one that Anthony recommended that he said that I'd really like. So what was that? I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it. A- Anthony. Anthony. I mean, Anthony Strand of Tough Things. Yeah. I listened to Nerdist. I listened to Radio Free Burrito, which is Will Wheaton's podcast that he's done every, like, six months to a year. Um, yeah. <laughs> I listened to uh, Literary Disco... Yeah. Um, mental illness happy hour. I mean, there's a. I listen to too many. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same with myself. Like, yeah, with um, yeah, with Rebel Force Radio, which is a Star Wars podcast, and um, uh, several of us from from that network as well. Um, yeah, they just do really good quality shows, and um, and just for a while, I've sort of been thinking about doing a podcast myself, and um, just trying to think of you know what I would like to do about and. And then I sort of, you know, been thinking about the Dark Crystal, uh, you know, for a year or two and, and whatnot. And I just thought, oh, you know, well, actually just see if there was any um, uh, podcasts about the Dark Crystal. So I did a search on the iTunes and, you know, I saw quite a few episodes did talk about the film, but not like an actual podcast about it. And um, from that, yeah, I just decided to, yeah, just um, just take on the challenge. You know, it's just, you know, at the moment, it's just sort of, you know, just doing it for fun, essentially. So, um but I mean, it's been great. It's been great being able to um, interview uh, fans from you know who have the passion for the Dark Crystal, as well as um, some of the creative team uh, behind uh, the Dark Crystal. Um, I've had the opportunity to um, interview um, Timothy Clark, uh, Toby Philpot, um, uh, author J.M. Lee, um, who's currently working on the um, upcoming Dark Crystal prequel um, novel uh, that's due to be oh, nice. and that's due to be out, I think, next year. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and it's just been good fun. Awesome. Yeah, because, like, that's the thing about podcasts. You have to be ready to talk about that, you know, for the the rest of the time that you want to do a podcast. And that's what, like, what me and Julie have been trying to do, but we just keep getting, you know, schedule conflicts and all that stuff. We're trying to cobble together guests. And we have, like, a list of people that we that we know we can kind of get now. Mm. So we're still we're still kind of working on that and and everything. Do you do it just by yourself? Um, yeah, for now, like I I do it all by myself. Um, like yeah, I mean that's that's always a hard thing trying to you know schedule things to you know try and work out a day and time for 
for you know for us to be you know be able to chat um to record the shows um because i'm from melbourne in australia it's you know because of the time zones it can be a bit hard to try and you know work out what can you know time zone wise i mean it's like for us like you know just happen to work because um because i'm not working you know i don't you know don't have work on today um so it all just kind of worked out just sort of sort of like for us to sort of become the great conjunction of time zones (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah definitely yeah uh if i don't know if you've listened to our podcast before but um the first half of it well for the first like year when we were knocking it around and then when we actually did it uh julia was in new zealand the whole time yeah okay i was (laughs) bumming around new zealand so i definitely know what you mean well acquainted with that time zone yeah right now we're only like four hours apart but before it was a little it was a little different yeah (laughs) yeah i can imagine yeah so how did you decide to start doing like a dark crystal podcast is that just like been one of your favorite films for a long time is there a particular thing about it that stands out to you that made you want to do a podcast about it um yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think. Um, I, I think like I, I just really enjoy uh, you know the film um, how it stands out even after you know more than thirty years. Just um, you know how visually it's it's you know it's amazing and just and as well as um, just how I guess how deep the mythology is to the Dark Crystal. That I mean there are things you know that we only see on film and stuff, but there's a lot that sort of you know. Might, you know that, that's more interesting about or what happened behind the scenes you know or, you know how did this all sort of came about um yeah did that answer your question <laughs> yeah kinda yeah I'd agree that there is a lot like uh, there's a lot of depth in the world of the dark crystal um which unfortunately I don't think the film touches on it as much as I'd really like to personally but there is a lot to it, and I didn't know that they were like making a prequel novel, and that actually really, really excites me a lot. I'm now looking forward to that. Yeah, now, was, um, too, was yeah. that part of the um, the contest that Cheryl Henson mentioned? Was that writing contest? Yeah, was, was that for the prequel or was that? For uh, yeah, that, that is for the prequel um, novel. Um, okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure exactly where in a timeline it it sits, but it definitely sits. Uh, yeah, definitely before the, before the films. Um, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I mean like, I guess, but I guess like I was, yeah, just trying to think, you know, of, um, with, with this whole podcast starting, I think it was, um, uh, the, the, the launch of the darkcrystal.com website, um, that came out a year and so ago. Um, and, and, you know, when I had several contests and stuff and, um, yeah, and just, um, I don't know if you've ever seen their website, but, um, they, you know, they got such a big, um, uh, encyclopedia when it comes to like characters and, you know, get to know, you know, the mystics and the Skeksis and the character names and, and, you know, the backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. And I just find it, yeah, just found it very fascinating and just thought, you know, it was worth, um, it would be cool to do a podcast all about it and, you know, maybe potentially do episodes where we, you know, discuss about some of these uh, uh, stories that have, um, you know, that have been out, like uh, creation myths and um, legends of the Dark Crystal as well. Uh, so that's something that I just have planned in the works that I'll hopefully try and, um, yeah, make it happen. That's awesome. I haven't read any of the books. 
I've like read I know, the... yeah, I know Julia's read the uh, yeah. the novelization, and I have both versions, like the original paperback and then the new hardback, and I've read neither of them yeah. yet. <laughs> and um, then I know they did yeah. the they did the manga too, right? Yeah, and the, I just yeah, haven't the... been able to get my hands on that. Yeah, I think um, the manga came first, the uh, Legends of the Dark Crystal. Well, actually, really, the novelization came first. Um, but then they did do a reprint uh, for it recently, um, last year. And I, I've bought that, and I haven't had a chance to, like, read it all. Um, but I have read um, Creation Myths, um, which is sort of like... Um, it's pretty much almost like the Bible of the Dark Crystal. You, you really get to go through what happened uh, throughout almost that sort of covers um around the three thousand years of you know thra you know from from the birth of ogra to um you know to when to when the um the skexies and the mystics split into two um so the first two volumes like they're, they're out at the moment and um and at the moment you're just anticipating for the uh third volume uh which is due to be released um uh this year so you know that that's something i'm very much looking forward to um I know there's been a bit of delay um, with the third volume because uh, the second volume came out, I think, around 2012, 2013. So it's it's been a long wait for um, Dark Crystal fans, but uh, hopefully, you know, it's it'll it'll be great. And um, yeah, just very much looking forward to sort of getting the conclusion of the story and and how it all sort of ties up to to the film. Speaking of delays and sequels and prequels and such, what do you think <laughs> about the Power of the Dark Crystal, the sequel? Yeah. Is yeah. it ever going to happen? What do you think about the potential plot that we've heard about? <laughs> yeah, it's oh man, that's yeah, it's a very long, very long time in um, development hell. Um, unfortunately, with this sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I, I remembered when um, I think around 2005, and you know, I was excited for um, you know with the the Star Wars movie Episode Three. But then, you know, a bit yeah. sad, but, but I was a bit sad because I'm just like, well, you know, this is it, you know, we're not going to get any more Star Wars movies ever. Like, this is the end of Star Wars. Yeah. I'm like, you know, what am I going to, you know, how am I going to live on, you know, where I'm going to go to. <laughs> um, but, and then I think it was that year that they announced that, um, that development of, of the, the sequel, The Power of the Dark Crystal was in development. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was like, at the time I was like so fr- thrilled and, um, excited about, you know, the idea of having a, um, you know, being able to see a sequel to the dark crystal to one of my, you know, favorite films. Um, and even, and I think there was at one point where it was, uh, potentially going to be filmed in Australia in Sydney and, and that sort of got me even more excited Aww. about it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it was, but then, you know, a couple of years later and, you know, with lots of delays and I think lots of little problems here and there and, and then just sort of got on a standstill. Um, so yeah, look, I, I've been a bit bummed about, you know, that there hasn't been a lot going, um, with the, uh, with the sequel though. I mean, in my opinion, like there, there had to be a reason why they, um, they launched a, a website for the dark crystal at darkcrystal.com. So I think like right. one of the reasons I think, you know, behind the website in in my opinion is that they're really trying to, you know, spread word about it by doing these contests and getting fans involved. But I think as well that the website could potentially be used as a way to try and sell 
the idea of doing a sequel, you know, whether they partner with the Jim Henson company, partner up with a, with a studio or, um, or something like that. Um, I think the possibilities are definitely there. Um, I, I do recall from the, uh, there was a dark crystal fan event, um, that happened in New York city, uh, sometime last year, which I believe was in October. And, um, it was a big event. It was like, uh, Shell Henson was there. Um, some of the crew from the Dark Crystal were there. Um, J.M. Lee, um, the author, he, he was there as well. Um, and I recall that uh, Cheryl uh, mentioned briefly about um, the Power of the Dark Crystal, as well as um, an animated television series that they had in the works as well. Um, and that the the big problem really is just um, you know just having having the funding, you know, having the money to be able to um, to produce this. So I think that's why, you know, it's been taking so long is just, you know, finding the right people to, you know, be able to produce and, you know, put their money to put the money towards, uh, making the dark crystal happen. Sorry if I dragged on for too long then. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's totally cool. <laughs> Look, at least you didn't get like, we will get so off topic. <laughs> it won't even be funny. So, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's at good. least you were on topic. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I was going to yeah. segue into something like really cool and I totally forgot what it was. Um, yeah. I ruined, <laughs> I ruined that segue. I thought of like you something and everything. Everything. I ruined it. You say something, I've Julia. A, I've got a question. Um, Philip, are you a big Labyrinth fan? Just out of curiosity? Um, I'm not actually. Um, I think like for me, I was. Uh, very much introduced to the Dark Crystal at a very early age, um, to that and and Sesame Street. Um, however, with the Muppets, like I sort of got introduced to the Muppets through through the films, but not to the um, to the Muppet Show, because um, I mean I was born in '87, so in the in the '90s, um, I recall it, the Muppet Show being on on Foxtel, which was like um, uh, you know pay pay TV kind of subscription kind of thing. Um, but, you know, couldn't afford to, to get Foxtel to be able to watch the Muppet Show. So, um, but I have actually been revisiting, yeah. but I've actually been uh, revisiting some of the Muppet Show um, on DVD and, and some of the Muppet films as well. Um, but like with Labyrinth, um, I didn't really, um, I watched Labyrinth for the first time on DVD, uh, try, trying to think how long ago, probably at least 10 or so years ago um, uh, that I saw Labyrinth for the first time. And, um, like, you know, I, I liked it. Like, I thought it was a, you know, a really good film, but I think it just didn't, um, I think it just didn't really appeal to me. Um, I kind of preferred the idea of, you know, that, you know, having all these creatures in this own fantasy world, um, that sort of thing. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have it on the Blu-ray and I haven't, um, had a chance to, to watch it yet. So I think I might have to, um, you know, put the Blu-ray on and sort of, you know, rewatch it and see if my opinion, yeah, just sort of revisit it. It's just sort of, if my opinion's still the same as it was, you know, back 10 or so years ago or, or not. So. Yeah. That's kind of what I did with the dark crystal. And I, I literally just finished watching it like an hour ago. And yeah. like, cause I remember thinking that it was just really slow back in the day mm. and that, I don't know, it just wasn't, I, it was it was very pretty and I liked it and I think I've said it before but it was just really slow and the story wasn't you know as strong as it could have been and blah blah blah. I've kind of changed my mind now. Okay. Like I think it 
the pace is like fine and it's you know the story is actually pretty good and everything is if as long as you pay attention to it which might have been my problem before yeah. and my my boyfriend um actually hadn't seen um labyrinth or the dark crystal or any of the muppet movies except for muppet christmas carol but that's a whole different story yeah. um so we watched we watched labyrinth and i just you know like watching it with him um i just noticed how fast that the pace of that movie was yeah. so maybe it was because like compared compared to labyrinth that it, it does seem kind of slow yeah but, you know yeah. it doesn't have you know goblin dance numbers either <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um that's fair yeah I, I think like with the with the slow pace of the film um I, I think like when they when they worked on the dark crystal um it was always the visuals um that sort of came first in um jim henson's mind then the story the story sort of came second and um like i yeah. i'm just trying to recall a story that i recalled that with um uh i think when i there was a uh, when i did a you know like a preview screening for the film um in washington dc in 1982 and um and back then, like, they had a rough cut of the film, um, and basically it was sort of a version of the film where um, the Skeksis, um, you know, they spoke their own language, you know, they didn't speak English at all. And um, and right. there was a bit of a, um, there was a bit of negative feedback in regards to, um, from that screening, I believe, because um, audience was struggling to follow the story and because, the, you know, because it just seemed such, you know, that The Dark Crystal was like a foreign film, um, essentially, and yeah, you know, the, the audiences sort of struggled to understand what what was going on, and so um, from that screening, they kind of had to rewrite, you know, part, you know, most of the script um, and try and match the words, you know, trying to re- write dialogue to match with the right. movements of um, the Skeksis, you know, their lips and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I remember reading, uh, I remember reading in Jim Henson biography that he would. He kept pushing for the world building and the sets and the design and all that. And when he would get asked about the story or like the dialogue or anything, he would just mm-hmm. oh, we'll figure that out in, in a little while. But you know, look at all this cool stuff that I've already done. Yeah, and that's that really interesting because I've I've read the Dark Crystal book and I noticed in the book the Skeksis don't speak any English except for when the Chamberlain is talking yeah. to Jen and, um, and Kira. Yeah, wow, I can't. Kira. Kira. Yeah, I blanked <laughs> on her name for a second. Um, so that is something I picked up, and then I went back and watched the movie and saw they spoke in English, and so yeah. that now makes a I lot more think, sense. Yeah. Let me grab my DVD because I think I have it right here. But I think you can actually um, there's like a you know another track that you can actually listen to it yeah there is like um, a yeah like a special feature um yeah with some of those um scenes um yeah yeah but i i, I think it just would have been interesting um what how the film would have turned out if you know if they sort of just left it you know with the skexies language you know and all that kind of stuff i think it would have been very interesting how well it would have gone or whether you know the film would have uh flopped a lot more um in, at the box right. office um but um yeah and, and i mean like you know from my understanding like um like the dark crystal was a you know it was moderately successful at the box office like it definitely made its money back um but um i, I don't know correct me if i'm wrong but um with, with the labyrinth the labyrinth actually did it uh, flop at the box office you know and but it didn't it didn't yeah. do well yeah because i remember like that 
I think I actually think Dark Crystal did better. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Say, too, yeah. But some so if you know somebody on the internet will tell us we're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I because I remember that like after Labyrinth didn't do so well, that's when Jim went to France and wrote the letters to his kids that uh, Brian would end up reading one of them at his funeral. Yeah. So I remember reading that story somewhere. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Way to way to bring the podcast down, Laura. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I remember. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, so, but, like, they they didn't do as horribly as, like, by today's standards would be. Yeah. But they didn't do as well as, like, say, the Muppet movie or something. They didn't do as well mm. as, as the company would have hoped. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think it was such a shock for Jim, um, like, just based, because I, I've read the biography as well, that, yeah, it seemed like it was such a big shock for Jim um, in regards to, um, you know, the box office for um for labyrinth um yeah, yeah it was such a downer for him I which think, i think it, i think you know like for for us because we're all around the same age for us to have you know grown up with the with both of these movies and that like they came out around the time we were born so yeah. we're kind of so far removed from the idea that they didn't do well because we loved them so much and like you know, all these people that we know, know the movie and love both movies. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That it's, it's kind of weird for us to like get our heads around that. No, they didn't do well. What? What do you mean? But they're so good. Yeah. No, like when so I, I think that's always kind of like strange for us to, you know, to think that, oh yeah, they didn't do that great. Yeah. And like everybody yeah. I know loves them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think like just through the video sales that, you know, really, um, uh, you know, brought a much bigger audience, um, with Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, um, you know, for the Jim Henson company to be able to um, to do things with the property, like doing all the um, the manga books and um, and the graphic novels, and um, yeah, I mean, like you know, just for example, you know, that with the Dark Crystal website, you know, it's it's kind of weird why there isn't a um, you know an official um, Labyrinth website um, as well. Yeah, that's a good question. There should be. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. They should do, you know what? They should do like a labyrinth video game. Like you have to be Sarah, and it's like, but it's like first person. Yeah. So okay. you have to like get through a maze like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'd love. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd love like, to see a, um, like a Dark Crystal video game. You know, just exploring the world too. of Thrones. Dark Crystal video game would be neat. See, Dark Crystal, the Dark Crystal video game. I think that would be like Skyrim. Yeah. I was like, just about to say, kinda... it'd be more of a interactive like huge role play game where like there's a whole world you can explore yeah that would actually be really neat i would be down for that yeah, yeah like would labyrinth awesome, would yeah. be a little bit more confined as to where you can go because you're stuck in a labyrinth <laughs> but, yeah yeah <laughs> but dark crystal would definitely be like way more open world and be really cool looking and you know get to uh healing the dark crystal when you want to meanwhile collect all these plants and figure out what they are yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah because that'd be fun yeah like i don't know that um they did actually did do a like a a kind of like a text adventure game for um the dark crystal in 82 um they did one yeah. they did one for labyrinth they did? and it is okay. and i i've seen yeah, I've seen screen captures on Tumblr, and I've reblogged some of them on Muppet Mayhem, but they're, like, the weirdest things. Like, there was one where it's, like, you're Sarah, and you're standing in line for a movie, which mm. they kind of imply that it's Star Wars, I think. <laughs> and you're standing in line for a movie, and you're, like, you have to decide, like, to get popcorn or not. It's so weird. 
It's like, I don't remember this part of the movie. <laughs> um, it's so strange. I'll yeah. do, I want to find it, because that's just so weird. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I'm, I'm very excited to see, you know, what the Jim Henson company will, you know, come up with for, for you know, for this year or, you know, or for the future for the Dark Crystal. Um, yeah, so, you know, we've got the third volume of Creation Myths um, to look forward to. Um, I know that um, they're trying to bring out... Um, I don't know if you've heard, I think, I think with Funko, um, the reaction figures, I think they're trying to bring out like a dark crystal, um, line of figures for that. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Well, I will definitely have to do some giveaway with those cause I can get those from work if we have them. Ah, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) speaking of giveaways, we are doing a giveaway. Okay. Um, we are giving away the hardback new release version of dark crystal. For this podcast, awesome. Um, yeah. Do we have gui- Do we have guidelines for how we're doing the giveaway? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> Which I probably you. should have asked you before we started recording. <laughs> I totally forgot about it until he mentioned the the new release one. I was like, oh yeah, we're giving that one away. We've been planning on giving it away since like September or something. So <laughs> we should have yeah. like put way more thought into this. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking we could do some kind of like, I don't know. People why is like, why is Dark Crystal? Why do you like Dark Crystal? Why are, I don't know, something like that. Just a reason why you like Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, good, I'm just trying to think. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a, yeah, a good idea to yeah, something yeah. like that. So um, yeah, that, yeah. That's so, good because it doesn't limit people like in fan art and yeah. fan fiction and such who can't don't have those skills. So yeah, just write us like a reason that you really like the Dark Crystal, and we'll choose our favorite yeah. reason. So be creative, folks. No, no, no. I was just gonna do it at random because oh, that way, random? yeah, oh, that's better. Yeah. So like, it's not like a competition. I don't know that competition doesn't seem fair because see, like, that's what I was thinking. You know, if we do like something like fan art that excludes okay. a lot of people, and I don't want to do that so contact us on twitter tumblr facebook youtube whatever we'll have the contact information in the description of this podcast on several channels and such and how about we announce the winner on our next podcast whenever that is recorded yep and so i can ship it out and everything because i have them julia doesn't (laughs) yes and we're not currently in the same state or on the same side of the country that's true so I will do international shipping. It's cool. Woot! Yay! Cool. Okay, so let's see. What else do we want? To... Oh yeah. So, um, Philip, I hear you're doing a behind-the-scenes kind of documentary-like film, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I was like, what else do we want to talk about? All right. Um, yeah, um, with a documentary, um, I- I'm I'm working on this documentary with um, Jamie Prater. And, um, basically just sort of, I guess with a bit of background, how it came about, um, when I started the podcast and probably like a couple episodes in, um, Jamie, he, um, he contacted me through Facebook and, um, he was just interested in just chatting about the dark crystal in general. And then, um, and from that, he kind of, you know, thought about doing a, um, a documentary about the dark crystal and, and, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, cool. You know, I'm in like, you know, I'd be interested to see, you know, what happens with it. And, um, and so we we just chatted back and forth a couple months later, and you know, and then he asked me to be you know directly involved in the production, and I was like, yeah, why not? You know, this is awesome. Like, you know, it's something that I you know have a passion for with the Dark Crystal, and um, yeah, like um, 
So yeah, basically at the moment, like it's still in development. Um, and the title is called the great conjunction, the legacy of the dark crystal. And, um, right now we're just trying to, um, work on a, um, kind of like a concept teaser trailer, just to sort of spread the word a bit more about the project and sort of what we want, you know, what the documentary might be like, um, that sort of thing. And, um, and we have got quite a few people um, that worked on the Dark Crystal who are interested in, in uh, you know, being involved or to participate in the uh, documentary, you know, in some capacity. Um, yeah, so it's it's something that, you know, we're still in the planning stages, but um, we're hoping that, you know, we've um, uh, just spreading word about the project and um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll start like a crowdfunding campaign um, sometime this year. And um, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be good. And um, like with the project, um, I mean, sure, it'd be about the documentary, uh, you know, sort of behind the scenes about the Dark Crystal, um, mainly from, uh, you know, th- from a crew's point of view, um, because um, I've been watching some documentaries, like I- any in general, but also with the Dark Crystal. And I think the thing that's sort of been lacking is, um, is the lack of interviews from just from from the little people that sort of you know um made a difference with the dark crystal um mainly like with documentaries you know it's always you know the producers the writers the directors and uh, maybe some of the cast you know which is never it's never really like the lighting guy or anything like that no yeah definitely no (laughs) And, and and i guess just because the dark crystal is such a visually um entertaining film that you know that like you know, if you think with the Dark Crystal, basically these people that create these creatures and props and costumes and um, and all that kind of stuff, like they they really went from scratch to um, to create, you know, gone to create from nothing to something, you know, well to even more than something. Um, so I think that's sort of like the exciting um, aspect with the documentary is um, being able, to hopefully, have the opportunity to be able to interview some of the crew that worked on the films. And, um, but also not only that, but, um, hopefully, um, uh, interview, you know, the fans as well, who've sort of, you know, kept, um, the Dark Crystal alive, um, you know, all these years later. Um, I mean, it, it you know, it could have been something, you know, it could have been, you know, just that one film franchise that sort of just sort of disappeared and, you know, nothing ever happened, you know, to, to that film. But, um, but it's sort of the fans have sort of been keeping, the uh the franchise alive if you say um the one film franchise alive um to keep yeah. it going like with all these books and um and all that kind of stuff um so they're sort of the two kind of aspects you know from the from the fans point of view but also the crew's um point of view of the dark crystal and that's something that we're hoping to tell uh for the documentary oh yeah that sounds awesome i cannot wait that sounds so cool yeah that sounds amazing <laughs> Yeah, I like um yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. I mean, like probably the biggest thing with the um uh like yeah, like with the um crowdfunding, like that's probably when we're going to need, you know, a lot of support um for it. And um and I think I I can probably I, I can probably, you know, announce a few things here and there. But um I mean, Jamie and I we 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 hopefully plan to probably travel to a couple of countries um to be able to film some of these interviews and all that kind of stuff um so yeah like a bulk a bulk of the um um trying to think 
you're going to edit all this stuff out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, ba- basically, yeah, um, you know, we're hoping to travel, you know, you know, to US and, um, you know, Australia here and, and, and possibly the UK. Um, so, so that, that we, we sort of, we always go back and forth with ideas and sort of every time we kind of chat about it, our ideas just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I mean, it's been good and, um, like we're, 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 you know, we're very precious about, um, the dark crystal, you know, we'll try and treat, you know, make this documentary the best that it can be, uh, with care and, um, and, and respect, um, for the film, um, uh, yeah, to, to make it happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, let us know whenever you get something up that we can, you know, put on our, our blogs and all that and, all, and our Facebook and all that good stuff. Because we will definitely be behind you with that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got like three different questions about, of course, like sequel and prequel and stuff. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of questions as yeah. compared to having, like, it's weird because I don't know like what it was if we put it on Facebook or whatever because I think it was Facebook because like mm. we've been asking for questions since September and haven't gotten any. Okay. Yeah, but we got a lot on Facebook, and, and then all of a sudden, the, we got. We also got a lot on the Tough Pig forums. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Yeah. So, I haven't anyway. even looked there. I haven't been there in forever. I'm so oh, bad. Good. Um. So Scott from Tough Pigs asked, "What do you think the sequel would be like?" And Ben Sincora from Facebook said, "Do you want to see a sequel made?" And Small Potato of Defiance from Tumblr said, "For years <laughs> there was talks about a sequel. So dot 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 sequel question mark." Now we, we kind of yeah we already kind of touched on that. That's why I figured we'd do it first. Um, personally, I I'm kind of in the camp where I don't think we're gonna see a sequel. Probably because I'm a pessimist slash realist. Um, I just feel like there would be, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible that we'll see a sequel, but I also feel like it's been such a long time and there's been so much like sequel hype over the years. Yeah. Well, see, I think that's, that's the conditioning that the Jim Henson company has put us through where, you know, they say that stuff is going on and ends up not happening. And Philip's talking to somebody right now. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, anyway, but, um, I think, I don't know. So I think, like, we've been trained to be like, ah, well, I guess it's happening, but we're not going to get our hopes up. Yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of like the Fraggle Rock movie. I kind of just don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. But if it does, we're totally going to be a, a, oh. about all about it. Yeah, if it gets made, like, if, <laughs> if there's a script and they start filming and there are photos of the filming, then I yeah. will be on board and I will probably go to the midnight premiere of it. Now there is said to be a script. And is there a script? Okay. Yes, that's what the last we've heard was like from October that there was a script. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but I, be- I believe there was a script. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I think um, uh, David O'Dell and um, I think his wife. Um, yeah, because um, David O'Dell and uh, his wife um, Annette Duffy um, uh, came up with a script or, you know, an idea for, for the sequel. And I think, um, uh, Craig, uh, Pierce, um, uh, he, he, um, contributed a bit to the script as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there is a script out there. It's just sort of what's happening. I don't know if there's anything happening uh, behind the scenes, whether, um, you know, they're quietly working on, you know, some of the designs and stuff and, you know, who knows, like maybe one day they'll just like, 
just announce it out of nowhere saying, yep, we're at day one shooting, here's a still from the film, Yeah, come out and I a think, year or two. And I yeah. think because cause there's, there's, there was talk about a Labyrinth sequel too, and I think because, you know, these movies are 30, 25 years old, mm. that, um, you know, they want to get it just right. You know, yeah. they don't want to yeah. go in with something that they don't think will be that the fans will absolutely love that, you know, they don't want to be a disappointment in any way. And I think that's, that's a good, good idea. Yeah. And I I think most fans, um, even for dark crystal sort of feel the same way that, I mean, it's just a sort of like, you know, we'd love to see a sequel, um, to the dark crystal, but at the same time we don't, because it's like, you know, be worried about whether the sequel might, you know, taint, um, you know, what Mm -hmm. we, you know, our memories and, you know, our enjoyment from the first film, um, cause I, like, I know like sequels tend to be not as great compared to the original. So, um, I yeah. think like for the sequel to really pull through, like, I, I think it just uh, has to really, um, almost stand on its own. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's like, you know, whether it's like, we're just seeing brand new characters and sort of like, just, just a whole new adventure in Thrower essentially. And, um, you know, it may, may, yeah. it may be able to connect to some elements from the, um, uh, from the first film, uh, you know, whether we see, you know, Jen and Kira, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think at the moment, everything, and I think, yeah. Yeah, I on. think that the dark crystal world lends itself a lot better to a sequel than like the labyrinth world, because I remember reading, uh, the return of La- labyrinth manga yes. and just a lot of the, like the new stuff felt really strange and like really, it didn't really blend into the rest of the world all that all that much, um, but I think the labyrinth. I mean, with the Dark Crystal, it would be way easier to do that, and um, and that and I, cause I, you know, I was gonna say that um, I don't know about you, but me and Julia are super huge Tolkien fans, mm. and the labyrinth or the I keep saying labyrinth, the Dark Crystal world kind of reminds me of, you know, just what that high fantasy complete world building thing where you have all this mythology and you have all this you know history and everything about that world where you can add new characters and you can add you know just little kind of one-off stories and that in a lot of ways Jen was a lot like Frodo with his journey and everything that he had to do um yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know. Okay, yeah, the, the, talk yeah. about comparing the two or anything, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there's, but, there's yeah. definitely a lot of comparisons, yeah, between um, the Dark Crystal um, and Lord of the Rings, and I think um, I think probably the big difference is um, I believe um, Brian Froud um, and Alan Lee, who did a lot of the conceptual work for um, Lord of the Rings, I think they both lived in um, in the same area in um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah in Devon, I believe. Um, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, so I think I think that's where the comparisons are sort of yeah, uh, in in regards to the style, the the art style of of those mm-hmm. two, um, uh, yeah, you know, franchises, I guess you could say, um, of these two franchises. Um, um, but I think like there's also a lot of um, comparisons to um, to another film, uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, and um, like if you watch the scene. Um, when um, Jen is got, you know seeing his master, um, you know who's who's yeah. about to pass away, and that um, that is very similar to uh, what happens when Luke goes to Dagobah and visits Yoda for the last time, and you know Yoda's dying of old age, and um, 
That's so funny because I was I was literally thinking the same thing watching that scene. I was like, wow, this is like so Yoda and Luke. It's so cool. Yeah, and that's uh, funny. Yeah, and what was what was weird is because like you know the Dark Crystal came out in eighty two and Return of the Jedi was um eighty three. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I just yeah. think behind the scenes like who who shot first, you know, um, right? Dark Crystal <laughs> yeah. or Return of the Jedi. But um, I mean it was, I think I'm very sure it was Dark Crystal. Because um, I guess the interesting kind of behind the scenes stuff is, um, I mean, we, we of course know that you know Frank Oz, who puppeted Yoda, co-directed the uh, Dark Crystal uh, with Jim Henson, mm-hmm. but also um, some of the crew who um, who worked on Yoda, um, Wendy Wendy Froud, um, uh, you know, she worked on 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 Yoda, and some some other people, some of the other um, team as well. And so you had some of the crew uh, from Star Wars that went on to Dark Crystal. Uh, another one would be uh, Gary Kurtz, who produced Empire Strikes Back. Um, oh yeah. He he left he left Empire I mean, after Empire. He didn't do Jedi. He um he he went to um to the Dark Crystal, and um and 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 I guess the other thing was you know from the Dark Crystal. A lot of the crew, the puppeteering crew, worked on Return of the Jedi um, with the Jabba Hutt, with um, the Jabba the Hut scenes um, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting, you know, how from you know how it went from from the you know the crew on Empire worked on the Dark Crystal, and then from the Dark Crystal, a lot of the crew, you know, old and new, worked on Return of the Jedi. I didn't. Yeah. That's so weird that I like. I was thinking that I, Jen's journey is a lot like Luke Skywalker's, that kind of reluctant, yeah, the hero's journey hero kind of yeah. thing. But you know, what unlike Frodo and Luke, Jen gets the like the one pal, and that's kind of all the help that he gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, um... but to be fair, you know, Luke had like Leia and Han and Chewie and Lando, and Frodo had like all those dudes in the fellowship, which mm. Kira helps him out being the only girl. Yeah. So what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Just one yeah. girl to do nine other people's work. Yeah. I mean like, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was, there has been a lot of talk. Um, there is a dark crystal fan group. and I, I remember there was some discussion about, you know, is, is Kira really, really the hero of, of the, um, of the story should have, should have been the journey of Kira <laughs> instead of, um, the journey of Jen, because, um, I mean, in the film, like, yeah, Jen's very, oh, yeah. like, Jen, I mean, in the film, like, Jen, most of the time, just doesn't have any idea what to do, um, and, you know, he, he gets told, you know, from his master, but, you know, even what the master was saying just didn't click with Jen, um, so he was really on his yeah, own. Yeah, I, think, I yeah. think maybe that was, that was so that, you know, for the audience that we don't know what's going on. We have no idea what's going on in this new fantasy world. So that the fact that Jen doesn't know what the heck he's doing, Mm. you know, kind of helps us along while Kira, she's in tune with the earth. She knows, you know, all this stuff that we don't know. So I think going from Jen's perspective is supposed to help with the audience, but Man, I would have liked to see more of like Kira doing stuff because yeah, she really she yeah. was the hero of the film. Honestly, I mean, they both. Were, I've got but... I've gone I've gone on record saying this, and I'm sure Philip might not quite agree, but like I find Jen to be like the most boring character in the entire <laughs> film. He's just Aww. I mean he's 
he carries the story, but he's just very in my. Yeah, sorry. He's just very flat in my opinion. Um, I like Hero a lot. I would have actually liked it if it had been her in the end to heal the Dark Crystal. That's yeah. just my personal opinion. Um, well, she she the... made the sacrifice so that he could yeah. do it. You know, Definitely, typical yeah. typical female sidekick thing. Mm. Um, Pretty much. But... <laughs> I, I did like Jen more when I read the book because yeah. it did delve deeper into his character and his personality. Um, so there, there is that. I'm, you know, it's probably just here's something else. Here's film. something else that I didn't even notice, and I've seen this film. I don't know, like a handful of times, but I was actually listened to the commentary by Brian Froud first before rewatching it. Okay, um, yeah. The the first time we see Jen, that kid is buck ass nude. <laughs> like I didn't even notice that at yeah. all. The you know oh, you didn't know I that? no I didn't real I never realized that I have no idea why yeah yeah like I don't know if it was like when I was watching it on a crappy TV and I just couldn't see but you know he's got abs and stuff so that's pretty good but still it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah I I, like, I, I guess well, it's just that's a nice show to off. know that that yeah I think that just, attention to yeah. detail was put into that puppet but yeah yeah. yeah yeah I think it was just I guess a showcase like um, I guess the innocence yeah. you know of of, of, yeah. of a Galfling before he's about to take on this journey that would, you know, change his life. I mean, he didn't see it coming or anything. So, right. Um, but I like, I, I mean, there's I, a part, yeah. there's a part in the, in the Lord of the Rings books where all the hobbits go frolic off naked. Cause that weird ass Tom Bombadil character, but you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's supposed to be, it's, you know, yeah. I just thought that was kind of strange that I'd never even noticed that. So I'm sure like everybody else has, it's a, you know, yeah, Whatever, I, I, but... yeah, and also, and also <laughs> the, the and also funny. the um the creepy scene uh you know with, with trial by stone and the Chamberlain loses. Oh yeah, where they by the law, Chamberlain. That's must so. Pay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting his clothes. So they just off. rip off all his clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We got we got to keep moving because we've got a lot of questions. Okay. We've been going for almost an hour. Um, Matthew from Tough Pigs, one of the many Matthews. I d- did not catch which one's last name. So one of like the five Matthews asked they'll how know. Do you think they'll know how do you think the dark crystal compares to the other high fantasy films of the 1980s like the never ending story conan the barbarian and willow um never ending story is terrifying i rewatched that recently <laughs> it really also is really though. depressing yeah <laughs> i think it, it holds up to willow i would say it's got a lot of similar qualities like mm-hmm. with the world and such and i've never seen conan yeah me neither yeah i mean um, my I mean... brother has but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I must admit, I've actually never seen um, uh, the uh, the never ending story, um, all Conan, all Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> um, I know people will be yelling at me like, "What? You like the Dark Crystal? You haven't seen these other films?" Like, I, I have definitely heard yeah. of them and that, but I just haven't got around to. But actually, you yeah. have seen you have seen Willow. I have seen Willow. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and that was okay. and that was You're a good film. Like fine. you know, I think. Yeah, again, like that film, you know, is a very, it's almost a bit like Dark Crystal, that simple storytelling um, yeah. with Willow. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually enjoy that film. It's a, it's a um, good fun, good fun film. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. I, I recently got that on Blu-ray. Yeah. It's a good one. Me too, yeah. Uh, um, oh, Megan I thought, for... I thought Trevor Jones did the music for Willow, but I guess he didn't. Uh, but he did for labyrinth and dark crystal and lady hawk yeah i think there's another one excalibur was another film 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. an Excalibur. Yeah. And it was like, you know, if you were doing... It's it kind of seems like if you're doing fantasy in the '80s that you go to Trevor Jones because he has like that weird, yeah, like it's so it's so it's really it is really fantasy, like, you know, it makes me think of fantasy stuff. But I don't know if that's because of these movies mm. or just the music itself. But it is so '80s. Oh yeah, it is so yeah. so '80s. Yeah. but, but I, mean, I love but... it. I love yeah. how '80s it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, his scores are such, so epic, especially with the Dark Crystal. And, like, there was a lot of music that he um, that he did for the Dark Crystal that... Um, time Bandits, that he, he also to, did yeah, Time Bandits. Time Bandits, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah, there was a lot of music well, the that... the Dungeon of Horror. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of music that he, um, comp- you know, did on the Dark Crystal. And, um, but there was some stuff that he had to kind of redo again because of, um, after the, um, I think, the preview screening, um, they changed up the music. Um, a little bit here and there. I might be wrong. Oh on that, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Because like I was listening to the soundtrack. No, I think you're and, right. Yeah, and like there's like different um, music pieces that sort of you know could go with the start of this scene, but ended up being some other music, um, um, which I think is you know would be a, some you know a common thing with um, with composers. I think um, the same thing happened with um, John Williams with um, the soundtrack with the uh, the Empire Strikes Back, um, and even like probably you know yeah new hope and return of the jedi that there was quite a bit of music that got you know cut out of the you know the cutting room floor essentially um but you know that they're, they're still presented in their soundtrack form you know for us fans to dive in and digest and you know and and just enjoy um listening to the scores yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay all right don't so, worry julia um... it's this podcast can be as long as we want it to be. Well, yeah, it's three true, people. I actually, I have to leave in ten minutes. That's okay. Why I'm well, to never mind. Um, both, both. You should have told me tough... that beforehand. Uh, yeah. Um, Megan <laughs> off of Tough Pigs and Anthony Tompkins on Facebook pretty much asked us labyrinth questions, which we already covered. Kind of covered the most okay. part. Um, sorry. Normally, I would read them out of respect, but we're now in a hurry. We mentioned um, the names, and that's fine. Um, Nikki blogs on Tumblr asked, "Do you think Jen could have healed the Dark Crystal alone?" Um, I, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's sort of like, um, you know, I mean, the the prophecy is, um, "What was sundered and undone shall be whole to two made one by Galfling Hand or else by none." Um, so, <laughs> oh, I, like that's so cute that you know that. <laughs> Um, I don't know, just, I I guess, like, from that prophecy, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was Gulfling Hand by one hand, but the idea that, you know, they both needed each other to fulfill the prophecy. Um, Yeah, right. The prophecy didn't say anything about it, you know, when they're on the Landstrider and, um, Jen was saying, you know, oh, the prophecy didn't mention about this, you know, and, and she says, you know, prophets don't know everything, um... Right. I like that line. That was cute. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, like, I, I just think, you know, sort of like Jane is like Alpha to Kira's Omega, you know, the yin yang, and they sort of, you know, combine together to be able to, um, to fulfill the quest. Um, also, yeah. if, um, if like, could Jen have done it alone? No, because he threw the, the shard after the pod people got, you know, her village got destroyed. So he yeah. just threw the shard away and, you know, Kira picked it up, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, if yeah, Kira like didn't almost, pick it up, that yeah, like he, he was about, he was screwed. pretty much about to give up. Um, and even like you know the the morning after when they go visit you know the uh, Galflings 
village you know he just walks past the shard and you know jen picks it up so yeah. this is the shard um oh. yeah yeah it, it's 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 interesting <laughs> to think that but yeah i i definitely believe that um they both they both needed each other to fulfill the quest i mean yeah. but, i mean with jen like he sort of had he had the information essentially um kira you know was able to she knew about the world the outside world everything for Jen, that wasn't the case yeah. because he was raised by mystics, and I don't think he ever, you know, set foot outside the um the valley of the mystics. So, um, yeah. So, but I think, yeah, I think at the end of the day, they they both needed each other to um to make to uh, fulfill the quest essentially. But I mean, I just I can just imagine, you know, just a thousand years, you know, of this skeksis and mystics and just how horrible it would have been, I guess, you know, the, like the dark times, um, which I just sort of think about, you know, sort of compare a little bit to, um, to Star Wars, like, you know, the, the dark times between episodes three and four, um, you know, which is like a 20 year span, but like in the dark crystal, it's like a thousand years. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ryan Rowe on tough pigs asked, how old were each of you when you first saw the movie? Do you like it more or less or the same than the first time you saw it now? Um, I was, I saw bits of it when I was a kid, but it scared me too much, so I never finished it. And then I re-saw it the whole thing for the first time when I was 20, and I like it much better than I did now, mm. than yeah. when I first watched it. I, I thought it was very slow and boring. Yeah. Um, I was uh, probably 12 or 13 when I saw it for the first time, because we were, me and my best friend uh, were, like, we were doing our, um, the church something for the church mm. and it was like uh or like little kids come in and stuff like that and we had the class we had the kindergarten class no kids showed up so our pastor rolls in this video he says hey have you guys seen the dark crystal no here watch it <laughs> so <laughs> we watched it in church wow. one night and i just remember like for for some reason the only thing that we kind of took from that and then like me and my brother watched it a little bit later where just like we would just do Chamberlain's, you know, hmm, like yeah. all, I don't know why that amused us so much. So like, yeah. we would just do that for like weeks. And then I guess, I don't remember the last time I watched it. Yeah. The first time I watched it like older to like actually, you know, see it again. Yeah. But having watched it, you know, two hours ago, um, yeah, I like it a lot better now that I actually like, pay attention to it and kind of appreciate it for what it, what it is and all the hard work that went into it and everything like that yeah so i definitely appreciate it more um i like it better as well yeah um i think i first saw the film uh, definitely when i was at least five or six years old um and it was recorded on a you know on, off the tv you know with the vhs you know the um and all that so um that was sort of my first exposure to it um i think like probably my mom or dad or, you know, I think my mom who record, recorded the movie, like, she was very, she wasn't aware just, like, how sort of dark the film really was. I think she just thought, oh, you know, it's just like a Muppet film kind of thing. Um, right. <laughs> um, which, I, I guess, you know, that was the case when, you know, a lot of people were seeing the film for the first time. A lot of people were, you know, thinking that this was going to be like a Muppet film, but, you know, that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, for me, like... Um, yeah, no, like, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's sort of, I think as a kid watching the film, it just, it's sort of like a, kind of like a film that sort of gave 
that I get so many emotions coming out of the film. Like it was almost like it was almost like a roller coaster film. Like you feel sad because of you know what's going on. You know the thousand years, and you're terrified of the Skeksis and the Gotham. Then you're happy, you know, because you see, you know, mm. um, the, the Gelfling and the Mystics, how nice they are, and all that kind of stuff. Or you know, y- you laugh when you see Fizzgig just like you know barking his head off, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so that that's sort of you know what I you know got out of th- from the film. Um, and then sort of you know a couple of years you know after that you know because I'd always watch films you know hundreds of times. So I think. Because I think, like, out of the films I watched a lot, you know, as a kid, I think The Dark Crystal and um, Return of the Jedi, um, they were the films that sort of, I'd always w- kind of watch them, you know, back to back every now and then. But um, but then, yeah, but then it sort of, like, went in the back of my mind for a long time. And I think it wasn't really till, um, I mean, it was on my mind during when, you know, The Dark Crystal was in the sequel, The Power of the Dark Crystal was in development. But then that sort of disappeared. And then my mind went off as well, you know, with the dark crystal and then um and then i guess with the launch of the website um i sort of thought oh you know i might actually look into and see if there was any um you know books or anything you know written for the dark oh, crystal yeah. and like you know i picked up yeah the legends of the dark crystal and creation myths um and um you know just recently picked up you know the the making of the dark crystal um and all that kind of stuff and um but i think the big thing that sort of um really got me more you know back into it was um i went to a um an antique store um just this huge kind of packing house and um they have a big section that's just dedicated to movies mainly movie posters and all that kind of stuff and i enter you know enter the entrance you know to that little to that section and then i see this big you know the dark crystal amcel um original print and i'm just like i've got to get this you know this is too awesome (laughs) not not to not to have so so yeah, I, I you know I bought and you know got it all you know framed up and all that kind of stuff and um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think from that and that was in um, uh, 2010 when I got that poster so it was, I think it was from that that sort of you know I really you know really got back into it and, and wanting to know more about the film and so revisiting the film um, it's given me like an even deeper appreciation uh, for the work that Jim Henson, Frank Oz, and Brian Froud and and even some of the crew, um, like Toby and Tim and, and, and Mike Quinn, um, who, you know, were a big part of making the film happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess to answer the question, I think I still feel the same, still feel the same way. Because um, even, you know, when I'm watching again, you know, I can just turn off my mind and just, you know, you know, think that, um, that, you know, five or eight year year old kid, you know, just watching it, you know, just being amazed by the amount of detailed, um, details that was, um, that was in the film with the world of Thra. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think it's interesting that, you know, me and Julia were kind of on the fence about it and we watched it again and we like it more, Yeah. but you come into this, like with this podcast and making of, you know, your documentary and stuff so that. So yeah. I thought that was, like, really important that I really wanted you on this so that, you know, we can have, like, that kind of different perspective, but you were way deeper into this than we were. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that really. was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. I've I've really got to go. Okay, Do you yeah. guys want to, like, wrap it up? Or... Sure. Um, yeah, okay. we're kind of, we're kind of, I think it's kind of winding down anyhow. Yeah. But, yeah. 
So we can go ahead and, and wrap it up so we're not holding you up anymore, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was really great to have you on, Philip. Thanks so much for sharing like all your your extensive knowledge on the Dark Crystal. Thank you very much. And yeah. we look we look forward to hearing all about your documentary and such. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on again sometime in the future. Hopefully when uh, you've got mm, there's more ground course, on your yeah. documentary and everything. Yeah, of course. So, and... yeah, so check out his... Hmm? Oh, sorry, yeah, I was about to, to yeah, to do the plug, but you can you can start by here. How can you... <laughs> No, you can go ahead and do the plug. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Julia can go ahead and go. Um, okay, I'm going to take off. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, Julia. All right, see you, Julia. Thanks. All right, go ahead and do your plugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so so people can find out about the um, the podcast Trial by Stone um, at facebook.com forward slash trial by stone podcast. Um, we're also on Twitter at, um, at trial by stone pod. And, um, and with the documentary, we're on... Um, uh, Facebook and Twitter, um, facebook.com forward slash dark crystal doc. So that's dark crystal D O C and same goes with the, um, with the Twitter at dark crystal doc. Um, so that's where you can find out all, all about the, um, uh, everything to do with the dark crystal, what's going on, um, with, you know, with the podcast and also the, uh, the documentary that I'm working on with, with, uh, Jamie and yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just as, as excited to, you know, have you know more details about those things in the near future um with trial by stone you can you can find us on itunes um just do a search for trial by stone and you should be able to track us down and um yeah i mean and basically we we do a month you know our podcast is one once a month so um and every month we yeah you know we chat with fans and also the team uh behind the dark crystal and um yeah and you know definitely got other ideas down the pipe that um I'd like to, yeah, definitely um, look into um, uh, for the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. You did yeah. okay. So we'll have all cool. those uh, links and and everything in the description of our various formats and on Tumblr and stuff like that. Um, it's like, yeah, so mm, can't really put description things, and it's kind of hard to do that on iTunes. But we'll yeah, figure it out. Yeah. We'll put it on Tumblr. We'll put it. We'll link you. We'll link you all up. It'll be good. Cool. Um, so thank Greatly you so much for doing this with us, especially on such short notice. Um, right. Thanks yeah, for no contacting me to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm free to chat anytime. Awesome. So that's cool. gonna be there it go. for today's Frog Kissing Podcast, the Dark Crystal Edition. Yay! We'll put up some <laughs> more stuff about the giveaway and all that. Uh, on Tumblr, which we'll link on to Twitter, and you'll be able to find out more about that and how you can enter the giveaway. And don't be worried if you live in Japan or some such, because that's fine. That's why it's a giveaway, and I will do it international shipping and all that good stuff. Thanks, everybody. Bye! And that's the secret of frog kissing. And you can do it too if you just listen. Just slow down, turn around, bend down, and kiss you a frog.